0: NBA podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Abigail Papek. Abigail is an executive MBA format student in our class of 2020, and she is also a doctor who is based in the Portland, Oregon area. She and I recently sat down talk a little bit more about how she decided to pursue an MBA, how she's balanced the program and her commute from Portland to the Washington D.C. area and how she hopes to leverage the MBA to advance her career. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Abigail Pepe. Abigail, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: All right. So for our listeners at home, tell us a little bit more about you. Who are you and what do you
1: do? Well, I am Abigail Pepe. I recently graduated from residency. So I'm a trained internal medicine physician and I work... At a hospital as a hospitalist in Portland, Oregon, associated with the medical center, the academic medical center there. And uh am obviously pursuing my executive MBA.
0: So um obviously being a doctor, you'd already been to a lot of school um <laughs> before you decided to do our program. Uh, how did you think about you know, going back to school, getting an MBA? What was that decision yeah. like?
1: Uh, there's two ways I approached it. One is within a medical school and residency, there's very little training and, or at least education around the financing and execution of healthcare. It's very much appropriately geared towards gaining a knowledge of uh, pathophysiology and treating diseases either medically or surgically. But the understanding of not only our system, but any system within the world and how it's financed is a um, virtual black box of uncertainty. And it's shifting quickly, uh, not only within this country, but elsewhere in the world. And I wanted to be on the leading edge of how that change is not only affecting patients, but also practitioners and influencing the educational component. So going back to the Uh, driving force of what brings physicians into practice, but also how to optimize all levels of practitioners within the system. And really finding that aside from my own practice in medicine, I also have an interest in business, so I wanted to lean into that curiosity as well and marry the two going forward either into a business administrative position within the hospital or I'm really fascinated by the entrepreneurial elements surrounding the delivery of healthcare, and considering, I don't know that I will start my own, but participating in a small company and growing it, because I think the change that will be most effective are the really interesting ideas that are just gaining traction now that need a little push forward. And I want to be a part of that.
0: So um, for our non-medical listeners, can you talk a little bit about what maybe an average week looks like uh, for you or what kind of responsibilities you have day to day?
1: Yeah. So when I'm on service, I carry a patient load anywhere from 7 to 17 patients and admitting and discharging them as well as just caring for them if they're staying in the hospital. And I do that on a repetitive basis, so for five to seven days in a row, sometimes in the evening or at night shift, um, or sometimes I'm on just an admitting shift where I admit patients but I don't care for them myself, I hand them off to colleagues. And the the purpose of the hospital's position really is born out of the um, divergence from clinic-based physicians also practicing in the hospital and wanting that separation for some life balance. So it's this entity that allows physicians to be more uh, involved in their home life and family life and not have to manage both clinic patients as well as those admitted to the hospital. So my sole responsibility is caring for Patients who are sick enough that require hospitalization, and then um, managing their disease process, and either helping them recover well or helping them transition to sort of end of life well.
0: So you see a lot of a lot of different things, I imagine.
1: I do. I mean, my specialty is internal medicine, which is fairly general in that sense. I do no surgeries at all, so I'm I'm fully medically based. Uh, With some procedures scattered in there, but I do see an extensive array of disease pathology and patients of all different socioeconomic backgrounds, as well as obviously medical backgrounds and complexity. So it's an intense position and I uh, struggle with the balance of self-care along with caring for them well and optimizing their best health as well as I can.
0: So, what got you interested in Darden? I should note uh, for our listeners, when Abigail was first looking at the program, she was in Charlottesville. Uh, mm-hmm. It's now based in Oregon, so maybe geographic proximity had a little bit of it, a little bit to do with it. Um, but what about Darden resonated with you?
1: Again, it was this. Uh, two themes were very significant in looking at business schools, and the first is what kind of an educational experience will you have going through the program. And coming from a medical background, the way in which you process extensive amount of information efficiently has to do with extensive interaction. And that's what the Darden program emphasizes, is participating with your group and with your colleagues on the on-ground site. And that's your learning team. Those are, that's the way you gain extensive insight into the, not only the case study and the Um, specific learning point, but also gaining perspective from your colleagues who come with their own um, expertise. So exposure to that was paramount for me. Uh, Then geographically, yes, I was here for residency, which was really helpful to get to know the program well, but I also am very interested in having a broad network. And I didn't want to be pigeonholed into specifically West Coast-based institutions. I wanted the exposure to both East and West Coast thinking, as I seek to be quite broad in my skill set and perspective, and wanted to leverage that by living on the West Coast and doing school on the East Coast and marrying the two somewhere in between. So uh, I am very happy with that decision. Uh, already, the network has proven to be so valuable in the breadth of people I've come in contact with. And I have learned extensively through the case method study. So both objectives are currently being uh, met, which is great.
0: Well, we have to ask you the travel question, right? <laughs> so everybody you know, is listening to this or thinking about our program. You know, Some may be locally based here in the D.C. area. But we certainly have people that travel in and, yeah. and travel from Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty far mm-hmm. um, for these once a month weekend residencies. Um, how have you managed it?
1: Oh, well, wonderfully, because of my position as a hospital-based practitioner, I uh, can schedule my time in the hospital and outside of it to work around school. So I have specific times off that I can travel usually on a Wednesday or Thursday beforehand and then either Sunday or Monday after class. So it's fairly doable from that just timing and schedule element. And then it's a relatively easy uh, direct flight. So for me, it's time that I can sit on the plane and work through any remaining readings that need to be accomplished or any other projects are deliverable. So it's really wonderful personal time to escape other demands. Um, and I haven't had wonderfully any weather challenges. So from that element, I have been fairly lucky. But I also find I like the travel. I like coming back to D.C. and being a part of the city. So it's, I think it's a benefit. I don't mm-hmm. see it as a, as a drawback.
0: Yeah, so it's probably a nice change of pace. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not so frequent. It's not every other weekend. No,
1: no, it's once a month.
0: And uh, for those of you who are wondering, I find that people are less familiar with where Roslyn is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The D.C. area is also very abstract Mm -hmm. as to where it might be. We are five miles from Reagan National, Mm -hmm. a little bit further away from Dulles, Mm -hmm. but it's an easy Uber Mm -hmm. or Lyft ride from here. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're wondering about access multiple airports Mm -hmm. uh nearby so um and one of the things that we will be changing for the class of 2021 is that friday classes will start at noon
1: Oh, nice! so um
0: currently classes start at 10 Mm a.m which is Mm -hmm. not quite late enough to be able to fly in Mm -hmm. you know if you want to do some sort of red eye situation Mm -hmm. from from the west coast but um should make traveling on the first day of the residency a little bit easier so Mm -hmm. we're excited about that so um Hard to believe this, uh, but your class is now in quarter five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like y'all just started, which is the thing I say to everybody who comes mm-hmm. on this podcast, because I mm-hmm. can't believe it when people are graduating. I can't believe it when people are already almost halfway through the program. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned in terms of how you balance the program and mm-hmm. work and all that you have going on? Mm-hmm. You know, how has that, that process gone? And what have you learned over, over the past four quarters or so?
1: Well, in terms of balancing the uh, time that's required to do well, or to at least, um, I think, participate well, and, and I add a little caveat to that, that the doing well is a relative component. I think there are certainly those who are, their objective is different than mine, and I'm interested in harnessing the fundamentals of the material and adding to that structure as I can. Uh, But I certainly don't have the background of some of my colleagues, so it's a little bit of catch-up. And what I like about the program and the way that I pace my work in my life is that I do have long days at work, but when I'm not there, I get to focus fully on school and really dive into either the case for the subject matter of operations or decision analysis or economics and research beyond that, if I need some background. So I feel fortunate in that regard to not have to work during the daytime and then always study at night. I get to compartmentalize a little bit more, which I find beneficial. That's how I function well. And then uh, overall in the course material, I've learned a phenomenal amount, both about the global economic component and how that um, really Sets the stage for other financial discussions. So I have learned about accounting, finance, operations, and starting to apply each of those uh, disciplines to my work as a hospitalist, even in a very uh, minimal amount. I'm not in a leadership position at the hospital at the moment, but the goal is eventually to get there. So starting to utilize and have those conversations with the, uh, material that I'm learning is, I think that's the other value of this type of program is the, uh, instant application of the topics that we discuss. Um, and I get to apply them fairly readily
0: yeah, you don't have to wonder about how you mm-hmm. use something to make a decision, mm-hmm. right? You just practiced for mm-hmm. an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty-five minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it makes that all mm-hmm. all very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your point about the flight, you know, flight time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there's a lot to that. Our students who come in from New York and other places talk about just what sacred space that is. Do mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have nobody, you know, contacting you, mm-hmm. you have time to read or just focus mm-hmm. on whatever you're doing. Um, and it gives you a chance to catch up maybe a little bit.
1: I think the other point I would add to that for anyone who's interested in, you know, again, why East coast versus West coast, it's truly almost the same amount of travel time to go to Southern California as it would be to come to the East coast. And my preference again was for the content and the structure. Mm -hmm. So in contemplating geographically, it's almost equidistant, it, even though it sounds, that sounds interesting, not correct.
0: Um, brain is melting. A <laughs> bit, <right? Yeah. laughs> it's true. So, um, you know, we have a lot of doctors who, are, you know, we talk to on the phone and they're thinking, gosh, should I get an MBA? And, they're thinking sometimes something much more healthcare-focused, mm-hmm. and obviously, mm-hmm. Darden is a general management mm-hmm. um, program. Did you think through that? Did you think about doing something with a little bit more of a healthcare orientation? And obviously, you landed on a general management program. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about your, your thoughts on that.
1: I wanted a broad skill set. I, I don't think there's value to those who want the specificity of a healthcare administration-specific um, program. But I really strongly felt I needed the background of a very general program, and I wanted to specify after that if I needed to, to, to be able to narrow a focus if that was an interest of mine. But I think the, the world of healthcare is changing such that even a specification in healthcare administration may not be, be as beneficial. As someone who has general understanding of these broad topics and their influence on not only healthcare but other sectors, and how that can be leveraged to really be disruptive and creative and push the field in really challenging ways, and I didn't want to be pigeonholed or restricted in any capacity, so I've, I'm finding that there's enough discussion about healthcare even within this program that I can either lean into that more if I wanted to, or take that those specific courses and integrate them into the, the broad education that I'm getting.
0: Yeah. Quarter two, there was a whole mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. on healthcare. And mm-hmm. to your point, it does feel like one of these industries that how it looks now versus how it looks five years from now. You look at all the different global concepts mm-hmm. around, I mean, other countries, how they solve this mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. and how they may be struggling with some mm-hmm. of their solutions or mm-hmm. uh, how they may be succeeding mm-hmm. uh, with some of their solutions. You know, does that have implications for the U.S.? I mean, it's just, you, you feel like this is an industry that's going to change. Mm-hmm. So maybe being a little bit more facile and mm-hmm. flexible is mm-hmm. is good.
1: Absolutely. And I like the exposure to... Uh, people of of different fields, their expertise in professional development challenges me to think about problems differently and creatively, which you you might get in a um, specific healthcare program, but I I don't know that it's as broad. And I really wanted that exposure to people who think differently than myself.
0: So um, you obviously may have some people in your life who've asked you about Darden and curious about, um, MBA experience, what would be your advice uh, to prospective students? Obviously we talked a lot about doctors here, but just any prospective student, you know, thinking about Darden or, or going, going back to school, pursuing an executive MBA, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what would be your advice?
1: Oh, I think knowing what you would like to get out of the educational experience helps frame your answer as to either why or when. And two pieces of advice I found tremendously helpful when I was asking the same question of myself were what, what do you hope to accomplish going forward? How will it be utilized? Uh, and if, that, if the answer to that is now is a career change or advancement, then investing the time and energy presently is of utmost importance. And the other question is how how do you want to pursue that educational experience and doing the executive program as opposed to the traditional residential program that's offered in various other um, uh, academic centers. I think being able to combine work and school at the same time was a necessary component for me to, again, apply specifically what I'm learning and to have a a greater development of myself and fine tune the trajectory as I'm going through the process, because it's iterative. I think even even the advice I would give of knowing what you want to get out of the program will change as you go through the program. Uh, But you have to start somewhere. And knowing that you have a vague goal with the acceptance that it will transform over time helps answer that question of, is now the time to do that? Or do I delay it because I have other things I want to do before I reach for that specific transition?
0: Yeah, we were joking before we started the podcast. Um, we get that question all the time about timing. Mm-hmm. And my impression of current students' perspectives on this particular question is you're thinking about it now do it now Mm -hmm. if you can Um, because it gets no easier Mm -hmm. with each passing Mm -hmm. year is that sort of how you would think about it too I mean obviously there's there's a I mean there's a lot of individual considerations too but there's a complexity to life that's undeniable that Mm -hmm. only increases
1: Mm -hmm. yes I I would agree with that Uh, life does not necessarily offer you this perf- perfect space and time to complete obligations. So if you're thinking about it strongly enough to consider applications, I think that's a strong signal that it's a value-added component to your life, regardless of whether you feel you have the time to devote to it or not. The second is that this particular program, while its demands are extensive, there is phenomenal value in the- going through the process of learning how to be efficient to truly be an efficient learner, and uh, I think that's doable any stage of life. And again, you, you until you start and go through the process, the avenues and the contacts and the conversations that happen along the way are invaluable. And trying to predict or manipulate that in a specific way because you have a very particular idea of how it will turn out, maybe. Uh, Miss either representing the educational experience or you're misunderstanding how you want to utilize this experience in your life. So the freedom to engage in all of the components that this program has to offer is one that you have to be willing to dive into. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're thinking strongly enough that you're applying or at least pursuing in the various programs and comparing them, then it's probably time. To add that to your resume, yeah,
0: there's there's no perfect time. Everybody's, you know, this is always going to be complex and like a little bit messy, mm-hmm. and, and good weeks, bad weeks, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it flies by. Uh, that's your earlier earlier point, um, so one additional question. I mean, obviously, you know, as a doctor, you had probably done a fair amount of math mm-hmm. at some point, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you had not had finance, mm-hmm. accounting. Maybe maybe a basic econ class yeah. from college as a mm-hmm. general ed requirement. This is one of these things that weighs heavily on most of our prospective students mm-hmm. um, who do not have uh, those courses in their background either. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to somebody, uh, you know, who has that that, that particular
1: question? Mm-hmm. Uh, two things: you have to be really self motivated to understand the material, and second is le- leaning into your learning team or. or finding those classmates who have an expertise in that subject matter is the best way to uh, start to process that information. And there's so many great resources from the cases we're asked to read to the textbooks that give the background information, but also participating in class and talking through those elements with classmates is one of the best learning environments that I've had in my extensive education to date. So it was equally as intimidating for myself, but I also found the professors and my colleagues as equally as interested in having me succeed uh, because they know the value of this information in what I do is paramount. So that fear was quickly laid to rest in going through the process of gaining that knowledge and experience one step at a time. It's it's not something that you gain overnight, but there is a, a process to it that is appropriate and you have to trust and lean into that process.
0: Yeah, we, we do stress that, you know, at Darden, you don't place out of classes just because you're the finance person or you're mm-hmm. a CPA. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to be taking accounting, you're going to be taking finance. And so um, the expectation is that you are helping your classmates who are mm-hmm. less familiar mm-hmm. with these areas understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's true in the full-time MBA. It's mm-hmm. true in the executive MBA. Mm-hmm. You see, walk around here on a weekend, see people in a, in a room, somebody explaining something mm-hmm. on a board, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's the person who's really good at decision analysis or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's comforting to folks. So, um, well, Abigail, thank you so much for, sure. for taking the time. And uh, you know, certainly uh, hope you have a great – we're recording this. I should note there's some sacrifice being made. This is uh, a Friday. Um, Abigail has just wrapped up a, a pretty full day yeah. of class. Uh, What was your last class? Was it decision analysis?
1: No, it's professional advancement course, which I think is going to be a very interesting one Mm -hmm. in, in its um, juxtaposition to DA, as well Mm -hmm. as operations, this idea of professionally growing as a very deliberate step, again, is unique, I think, to Darden. I didn't see it in many of the other um, programs that I evaluated. So it's intriguing, but very conversation heavy, very material heavy.
0: A lot of self-reflection Yes. <laughs> to your earlier <laughs> point about thinking about your career goals and how they, how they might change. Yes. Uh, that class, um, is much loved and the person who teaches that class, uh-huh. Connie Whitaker Dunlop, much loved as well. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's, it's rare in people's lives. Um, quick plug for PAC uh-huh. professional advancement course, um, as it is known, um, it's rare in your life to have that kind of space Absolutely. to sort of sit and think about who you are and mm-hmm. what, what you're really good at and what you'd like to do and mm-hmm. sort of map that out. And, you know, Connie is great about, there's this, there's a process mm-hmm. that you do this mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And, and
0: there's a structure to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like free form and this whole thing. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's instrumental in helping people sort of plan, you know, what, you know, their, their career goals and how they'd like to leverage all of this.
1: Absolutely. And no better place to ponder that than in Roslyn with mm-hmm. views of the city <laughs> and the monuments. It's really a surreal experience to ponder life with such history around you. I know it's,
0: um, you know, joking with, uh, one of your classmates who's in the Charlottesville section, um, Mike Dore, um, he was up here, uh, last quarter, um, for class still have not managed to effectively capture the view On the podcast, (laughs) we'll just keep describing it to people. And then maybe eventually it'll lead someone to be like, you know what? I need to see that in person. So uh, we do offer class visits. And if you join us, definitely check out the views. We're on the uh, 30th and 31st floor of an office tower here in North Virginia. I know that does not sound glamorous, but promise you, you can see North, South, East, and West. And and that includes the National Mall. Absolutely. Um, So, well, Abigail, thank you so much. Of course. Have a great uh, weekend residency and uh, safe travels back to Oregon.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: And that was my conversation with Abigail Papay, an executive MBA format student in our class of 2020. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at Darden.Virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.